Hi, this is John Ozanting, lead pastor of Evolve Church, and this is the Evolve Church podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you find today's message encouraging and full of hope for wherever you're at. Well, I want to just take a few minutes together, talk about the Christmas story, and uh, just share one thought with you as a part of this Christmas Eve experience. But I just want to shout out to all the kids that are watching. If you're a parent at home and you have uh, a child or a few different kids, if they're not already in the room, get them in the room because I need to know something. Kids, uh, you might, might need mom or, mom or dad's help for this, but uh, what is at the top of your Christmas wish list this year? I want to know. Type it in the comments for me right now. If you have a Christmas wish list, what is at the top of that list? Maybe it's a Barbie color reveal. That's all the rage this year, color-changing Barbies. Who knew? Maybe it's Beyblade's Hypersphere Vortex battle set. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Star Wars Mandalorian, the Dark Saber. Maybe that's on your wish list. Um, if, if I was a child, or maybe because I'm a child at heart, maybe the Mandalorian's like Baby Yoda, that, that little uh, animatronic Grogu figure that you can get, that's one of like the top toy items of 2020. Is that on your wish list? Or how about the, uh, the Lego Super Mario Brothers starters kit? Um, there's lots of fun and cool toys. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe something maybe like deeper is on your Christmas wish list, kids. Like maybe at the top of your list is world peace. In which case, uh, just put that in the comments because I want to know which child you are and, uh, and then we're going to just spend more time together. But uh, I want to know, what is on the top of your Christmas wish list? Type it in the chats for me. Parents or adults, maybe who don't have kids yet, it's your turn. I want to know, what do you remember wanting for Christmas as a child that really doesn't matter to you anymore? What do you remember really, really wanting as a child that perhaps doesn't hold the same kind of excitement uh, or luster? Maybe it's a Cabbage Patch doll. Maybe it's a Teddy Ruxpin, a Nintendo Game Boy, right? Who wanted a Game Boy so bad? Maybe it's Bratz dolls or a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger action figure or a Furby or a Talking Elmo. Let's be honest, nobody really wanted a Talking Elmo. Uh, maybe it was Beanie Babies. Uh, maybe you still have a collection of Beanie Babies. But to all the grown-ups watching right now, I want to know, from your childhood, what do you remember wanting so badly for Christmas? Um, and and maybe, maybe it doesn't have the same kind of value for anymore, but you could pull up that little bit of nostalgia and remember the feeling attached to wanting a Cabbage Patch doll. Type it in the chat for me. Type it in the comments for me. I want to know. I want to know the details. Lay it out for me real quickly. For me... As a child growing up in the 80s, it was always about G.I. Joe. I always wanted some kind of new G.I. Joe action figure or vehicle. I would play for hours and hours with my best buddy, Josh Larson. And we would play with G.I. Joes in my front yard, on the street, in the field behind my house, indoors. We would, we would build forts in the snow and build crazy tunnels. We would play with G.I. Joes for hours. And I remember uh, I had this paper route during that time, and, and I would spend like all of my hard-earned money on G.I. Joe's. Josh's mom, Lynn Larson, she would drive us in her, uh, in her white Hyundai pony, and she would take us to Consumers Distributing 
to buy G.I. Joe's. Um, if you remember Consumers Distributing, give me a thumbs up, shout out somehow. If you don't know what Consumers Distributing is, it's basically like Amazon, but in person and a lot slower, okay? So you would go to Consumers Distributing and they had a catalog that you would leaf through and then you would write on a little card like the catalog number of what you wanted to order and take it up to the till. And I, I bought almost all of my G.I. Joes at Consumers Distributing. I think we kept them in business when I was a kid. But Christmas during those years, there were some bigger like G.I. Joe toys that I always hoped my parents would come through and, and deliver for me. And there was one year, 1986, it was the Tomahawk Helicopter that I coveted. That's what I really wanted. More than anything, I wanted the G.I. Joe Tomahawk helicopter. It came with a little pilot, a uh, figurine named, uh, codenamed Lift Ticket, and I wanted this helicopter more than anything. Well, you know what? Eventually, I, I grew out of playing with G.I. Joes. I got a little older. They became a lot less important to me. I actually destroyed a lot of them when I was like in my early teens because like I won't tell you what I did to them, but like they just like to play with them anymore. Was so, but to destroy them, now that was, that was a lot of fun. But what used to be so amazing and so incredible and so spectacular to me had lost its punch, had lost its pizzazz. And maybe you've got a thing, if you're an adult watching, uh, that you used to love and used to appreciate, but somewhere along the way it kind of lost its luster. And if you're a kid watching, you can't imagine you know, what the things you're crazy past, that Lego that you want, that Barbie that you want more than anything for Christmas this year, um, it, it's, it's at the top of the list for a reason because it's so, so important. For me, those gifts that my parents gave me uh, as I got older were all of a sudden not so important anymore. They, they didn't have the same life to them. So question, what's the best gift you've ever received? Maybe it was for a birthday, maybe it was for Christmas, but the best gift What's the most amazing thing that somebody's ever given you? What are you hoping to get for Christmas this year? Think it through. Some of the best gifts I have ever received are still very, very much a part of my life today. As a matter of fact, here's a photo. Right. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Pastor Jono, right? Uh, this picture of my three beautiful children. The best gifts I've ever received. These three gifts represent love and trust. They represent laughter and hope and family and joy and fulfillment and so, 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 so much more. These three amazing human beings, they, they give love to me as their daddy. They, they do silly things that make me laugh. They ask honest and sincere questions, create dialogue, conversation that's safe. I love that. They crawl in my lap for a snuggle or a tickle or a quick wrestling match or a kiss or whatever. But what an absolute beautiful gift. And you know, when I compare the gift of parenting Julia and Riley and Caleb to the gift of my parents giving me cool G.I. Joes, it doesn't even come close. Not even close. And yet, there's still one gift greater than having your own children. It's the gift of someone greater than us giving us their 
only child. That to me is the most profound gift. And we read about it in Luke 2. During those days, the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, ordered that the first census be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Everyone had to travel to his or her hometown to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his fiancée, Mary, left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. After wrapping the newborn in strips of cloth, they laid him in a feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. And that night, in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with a blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone, everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord, Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. And when the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go, let's, let's hurry and find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened to them. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all of these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they had heard and seen for themselves just like the angel had said. There it is, a historical written account of our greatest gift ever. In Luke 2, the story of how God sent his only son, Jesus, to be our rescuer, to be our redeemer, to be our Messiah. And when we make the decision to receive the gift of Jesus, it makes a way for other incredible gifts to be present in our lives. When we choose to receive that gift that God sent, his only son, Jesus, for ourselves, it unlocks the way for us to experience other beautiful gifts here and now in this lifetime, the gifts of joy and purpose, hope, laughter, peace, generosity, real love, having a uniquely personal relationship with God the Father, so this Christmas, let's not forget about the gift of Jesus. 
let's not forget about the complexity and the simplicity at the same time of our Jesus. And I think, wow, what a, what a gift, right? My hope and prayer is that you, you would receive that gift if you haven't already. And the great thing is you don't have to wait until December 25th in the morning to receive that gift. You can choose at any time. You know, when I compare the gift of parenting Julia and Riley and Caleb to the gifts my parents gave me when I was a child, G.I. Joe's tomahawk, that helicopter I so, da- so badly wanted, right? Uh, it doesn't even come close to the gift of like being in a relationship with my kids. But there is nothing that compares to the gift of knowing Jesus. It's the gift of someone greater than us giving us their only child. And this gift never gets old. This gift never loses its newness or its luster. This gift never loses its value or its importance. As a matter of fact, as time passes and as we grow in relationship with that gift, it becomes more important. It becomes more valuable. A few years ago, in a moment of nostalgia, I picked up a vintage tomahawk and some retro G.I. Joes uh, for our family, for my sons. And uh, look, sure, sure enough, there it is, right there. The uh, 1986 vintage G.I. Joe Tomahawk. And uh, in the front seat, I told you, is Lift Ticket, uh, codename Lift Ticket. And riding shotgun with him is Beachhead, uh, one of my favorite G.I. Joes to play with when I was a little boy. And in the back are, are some of my favorite G.I. Joes. I was stoked when I found these. Like when I came across them in this like secondhand shop, I was, <laughs> it was, it was stupid. It was, I was too giddy. But Quick Kick and Alpine and Jinx is in there and Bazooka. Uh, just some of these like amazing toys that I played with as a kid. And here they are, come to life again for a new generation of Xanting boys. Not these new fangled G.I. Joes, but like the old retro ones. Uh, this is Quick Kick. Man, did I, did I love playing with this guy, right? So it's been fun for me uh, to see my two sons, Riley and Caleb, laugh and appreciate and play with toys that I used to play with as a kid. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, it's also been fun for, for me to just have them in my home and uh, for me to pull them out every now and then, truth be told. There is a heart-level fulfillment when something that used to matter to me is now endless, timeless, and impacting the next generation, impacting my greatest gift, my kids, right? That's actually the key to receiving the gift of Jesus. If you get anything out of, out of this Christmas Eve experience, I want it to be this. The key to receiving the gift of Jesus, it, it's actually meant to pay forward. It's meant to share. It's meant to give away to others who don't yet know Jesus. If you've spent any time around church, I am positive you have heard John three sixteen. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. The Bible teaches us in John 3.16 that God loves humanity so much that he gave his one and only son as a, as a redeemer, as a reconciler to set things right. 
so that we might have a life that is everlasting. But this gift can't just be clung to tightly. We have to be open-handed with this gift, which is why after John 3, 16, verse 17 and 18 are so, so important. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. People need to know people in your life, people watching today, friends that you're connected to, family that you're in relationship, need to know that God is not judging them. God is not condemning them. They've been made right. They've been made new. They've been saved. They've been rescued. Verse 18, so now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but the believer already lives, uh, sorry, the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they don't believe in Jesus. The world that we live in, the world without Jesus, already sits under this heavy weight of feeling judged and condemned with their life. And so as followers of Jesus, we bring the gift of him to others, not with condemnation or judgment, but with life and with hope and with victory and with love and with grace, all these beautiful things that we've received. The other day, one of my kids said, it doesn't feel much like Christmas this year. And it's true, this Christmas is, is dislocated and disconnected, and, and it's different. It's different. There are, there are things that all of us are mourning here in Alberta under these current restrictions. In other provinces across the nation of Canada and, and around the world, there's pieces of Christmas that feel different this year. But I say it feels most like Christmas when we make the effort to give Jesus away. That's when Christmas comes alive. That's when Christmas lights up our hearts, lights up our laughter and our joy when we step into the mission of giving Jesus away. It doesn't take much. It just takes a willingness. It just takes uh, about two minutes longer. That's how I like to call it. Just, just two minutes longer. The other day I ordered some oat milk online because every store was out of it. And then I went to pick it up. And Norma was such a beautiful soul as she helped carry the oat milk to my car. And we talked, and we talked about family, and we talked about her grandchildren, and we talked about Christmas, and we prayed together. I asked if I could pray, and she said yes. It took me two extra minutes. Am I bragging? No. I'm encouraging with a story that we can all do. I've shared this before. My wife is probably going to roll her eyes everywhere I go this time of year. And it's gotten such cool traction for me personally. Everywhere I go, whatever I'm shopping for or picking up, I always, I always finish with, do you celebrate Christmas? And people look at me like, yeah, I do. And then I say, well, Merry Christmas. And, and then it starts a conversation. Well, why did you ask me? I'm like, well, I didn't want to just wish you a Merry Christmas if you don't celebrate Christmas. That would be offensive. And it opens up a conversation about um, us as followers of Jesus feeling like a safe space for people, for, for people who are searching, a safe space for people who are desperately looking for hope this time of year. There are such simple ways for you right now. It doesn't take much. It just takes a willingness. In all of our wrapping and baking and playing and eating and giving and receiving and eating and resting and puzzling and eating, 
Did I say eating? It is Christmas. But make space to share the gift of Jesus in your home. Make space to share the gift of Jesus in your family. Make, make space to share the gift of Jesus in your resting and in your tobogganing and in your workplace and in your shopping. Because that's actually the key to receiving the gift of Jesus. It's meant to pay forward, to give away to others who don't yet know him. Be open-handed this Christmas. Because wow, what a gift. What a gift. My hope and prayer is that you would share the gift of Jesus. And if you haven't yet received that gift, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till Christmas morning. You could do that here and now. Many of us watching at some point in our story have made a decision with our heart and our soul and our mind and our entire life, with our intelligence, with our feelings, every piece. We've made the decision to receive this gift called Jesus. We've invited him in to every part of our life. And it's the difference maker. It's what's fueled us over 2020. It's what's kept us focused on mission. It's what's given us purpose. It's what's brought us joy and hope. It's what's delivered peace that we can't explain. It's Jesus. It's always been Jesus. It always will be Jesus. The greatest gift we could ever receive to pay forward and give away. If you're watching as a part of this online experience today and you've made it this far, thank you. I want to just encourage you to share the gift of Jesus over the next days and weeks to come as we head into a new year. Have that in your heart as as why you get out of bed in the morning. Share the gift of Jesus. But if you're watching right now and you've never received that gift and so you're not sure you can share it, We want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of Jesus right now. And it's real simple. The Bible talks about us believing in our hearts that he is our rescuer. He is our redeemer. He's made things right between us and God. We're no longer condemned. We're no longer judged. We don't have to earn it with good behavior. We just receive Jesus as this gift. And he sets sets things right and makes all things new. You believe it in your heart and then you speak it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And so if you're watching today and for the first time you say, yes, Pastor John, I want to receive the gift of Jesus. Would you pray this simple prayer with me? Just wherever you're watching from right now or listening from, just repeat after me. Say, dear God, in Jesus' name, thank you for accepting me as your child. Today I choose to receive the gift of Jesus, his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, and his endless love. It's mine. Would you come into my life and make all things new by your Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If you're ever in the Edmonton area, pop by for a visit. And if you need any more information, visit evolvechurch.com. We hope to see you soon.